Welcome to the Cornell Cooperative Extension Dairy Herd Health Troubleshooting Podcast, a podcast series focused on how to go about looking into health issues on a dairy. Each episode will discuss a different area on the dairy where herd health can be impacted. This series has less to do with providing answers to problems. We'll be talking about how to be more successful in your investigations. Welcome everyone. My name is Margaret Quasdorf and I am the Dairy Management Specialist from Cornell Cooperative Extension's Northwest New York Dairy, Livestock, and Field Crops team. I'm joined today by Alicia Drenke, who holds a similar role in the Southwest region of the state. In today's episode of Troubleshooting Herd Health Issues on Your Dairy, we're talking about our pre-weaned calves and some of the common health challenges they have and what we can do to recognize and prevent those challenges. First, let's start by going over how to measure the success of your calf program. A quick reference to look at is your percent death loss of pre-weaned calves. This is the percent of calves that die prior to weaning, where your overall benchmark goal is to be under 5%. It's not only important to know this percentage for your farm, but to track and know the causes contributing to this number so that you can improve in the future. Another thing to keep in mind are your average daily gain and growth goals during this stage of life. If your goal is to double birth weights by weaning and you're not getting there, tracking the following health scenarios can help you identify areas for improvement. Margaret, what are the most common health issues that affect pre-weaned calves and what can we do to identify them and track them? Yeah, so scours is one of the most common issues with calves, but troubleshooting why calves have scours can be a little bit tricky. Scours can be caused by pathogenic or nutritional factors or a combination of both. When trying to identify which is affecting your calves, it's important to consider age. If scours is occurring in the first few days of life, it's a good hint to look back at our maternity area for clues. This is typically caused by E. coli bacteria and is resulting from a cleanliness issue coming from either a dirty calving environment or the calf ingested bacteria from the manure or dirty feeding equipment or from colostrum that wasn't collected in a clean manner. Consider in these situations looking at bedding depth and cleanliness of the maternity pen, how you transport calves from the maternity area, whether it be like a wheelbarrow or a skid steer bucket, et cetera, what you use to collect the colostrum, and how the bottles, bottle nipples, or esophageal feeders and tubes are cleaned. Your extension specialist, veterinarian, or nutritionist may be able to help you conduct a cleanliness audit to help pinpoint sources of contamination. If you're seeing scours starting closer to a week of age, you're more likely dealing with a virus, and that warrants a call to the vet to discuss vaccination protocols. So I mentioned that scours can also come from nutritional factors. Alicia, what does that mean, and what should a farm look for? Yeah, one common myth is that nutritional scours result from feeding too much milk, but this is rarely the case. When feeding high quantities of milk, it's important to know that loose manure does not equate to scours. More commonly, nutritional scours results from an issue with the milk being fed. This can include improper or inconsistent percent solids in a mixed milk replacer, improper or inadequate mixing of milk replacer either at the wrong temperature or with incorrect mixing strategies can also be an issue. When adding a balancer to whole milk, scours can result from improper mixing. Or if calves are fed milk at a temperature that is either too low or too high, scours can occur. 
To reduce the risk of nutritional scours, mix milk replacer at a temperature of either 110 to 120 degrees Fahrenheit. By the time you feed the milk to the calves, it should be cooled to a range of 101 degrees Fahrenheit to 105 degrees Fahrenheit. You can feed a full potential milk diet at a rate of 2.5 pounds of milk solids in eight to 12 quarts of milk or calf milk replacer per day without scours. Also, once a day feeding should not be utilized. The milk diet can be delivered either two times per day, three times per day, or with an automatic calf feeder. In group housing situations, it is especially important to keep an eye on the cleanliness of the feeding equipment and make sure that calves have ample space and clean bedding to avoid consuming any bacteria. So Alicia, what if my calves aren't eating their grain well and not growing like they should? Yeah, in that case, taking a look at your starter would be a good place to start. It's important to make sure that you are feeding starter with quality, palatable ingredients and that the percent of fines or dust in the grain is minimal. Calves typically don't eat fines and they often won't pick around them. In addition, make sure that grain stays fresh and dry. After a rain event or if water or milk splashes into it, the feed becomes much less appealing to the calf and more appealing to flies. Wet feed or manure in the starter makes it more likely to grow mold or harbor other pathogens that can cause health problems, decreased feed intake, and prevent growth in your calves. Don't forget that water is also an important nutrient for calves. Providing free access to water at all times helps maximize grain consumption and proper hydration. Additionally, provision of hay may increase solid feed intake. We do know that hay does reduce abnormal oral behaviors such as cross-sucking, tongue rolling, sucking on bars, or other non-nutritive oral behaviors. Having chopped grass hay available can provide a nutritious fiber source as opposed to bedding, which calves often attempt to eat despite being covered in manure and pathogens. Research shows us that calves will begin consuming grass hay as early as one day of age, so you can provide this resource early in life for calves. Margaret, what is something else farms commonly have to troubleshoot with calves? Yeah, so another common health issue with calves is respiratory disease, which can occur in any housing setup, but especially when ventilation is inadequate for calves housed in the barn. If you suspect a respiratory health issue in your calves, you can use the health scoring sheet from UW-Madison, which uses animal-based measures such as appearance of eyes, nose, and ears to help detect an issue. Calves with respiratory disease often have runny eyes and noses, along with droopy ears. They will also often have a fever typically ranging from 104 to 108, which can get pretty high. You may also have a cough. With the aid of a stethoscope, you may be able to hear increased lung sounds. It's important to work with your herd veterinarian to determine which pathogen is causing the respiratory disease and to put together an appropriate treatment plan for now and a prevention plan for the future. Respiratory disease is often caused by or exacerbated by poor ventilation and or draftiness in the calf barn. Overstocking calves can increase the issue and make it difficult to control. There are resources available to help you determine your current ventilation quality and the steps to take to make improvements. Let us know if we can help you locate any of these and check the resources link associated with the podcast episode. Alicia, 
Let's talk about some other factors that ventilation influences. Specifically, what are some of the things we need to troubleshoot during different seasons in relation to facilities? Your facility management and bedding practices have a lot to do with managing heat and cold stress in calves. In the summer season, calves ex exhibit heat stress by having increased respiration rates, panting, increased body temperatures, decreasing their feed intake, and being overall lethargic. If you notice this in your calves, adding shade cloth or fans for cooling and additional water to keep them hydrated is important for their continued health. Sawdust or sand is a more ideal bedding for summer months as it retains less heat around the calves. On the contrary, in the winter, calves burn extra calories to stay warm and need additional feed to compensate for this in order to maintain growth and immunity. If you notice your calves shivering or if they have damp and dirty spots on their hair coat, this is an indicator that you should provide extra bedding. Straw is typically recommended for bedding in the winter. Providing extra straw bedding allows calves to nestle down, which keeps them insulated from the cold. Additionally, jackets may be put on calves for extra insulation as long as they are kept clean and dry and they don't become ripped or tangled. Year-round, if you notice patches of hair loss on your calves' knees or hocks, this can be an indicator that they need more clean, dry bedding to reduce friction caused by shallow bedding or hard abrasive surfaces. So Margaret, we talked about a lot of things today. What are our main takeaways for our listeners? First, it's important to keep good records of your calves at all times. This will allow you to judge the success of your program and help you recognize when things are out of the ordinary so that you can begin troubleshooting. Second, scours can be caused by both pathogenic and nutritional factors. And working with your vet to identify the cause of your scouring calves can help lead you to the appropriate actions to mitigate this issue and keep your calves growing and healthy. Last, it's important to troubleshoot your facility design and management because it can affect the health and growth of your pre-weaned calves. Stay tuned to our next episode of Troubleshooting Herd Health Issues on Your Dairy, where we will be troubleshooting group housing issues and weaning setbacks. Thanks for listening to this Herd Health Troubleshooting episode. You can find more episodes like this one on the CCE Dairy Educator channel on SoundCloud or on the ProDairy website, along with many other resources. 